Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Happy Monday. Yeah. It's yeah. time to do Buy Here, Pay Here again. It's Monday. Here we go again. Everybody oh, takes a break okay. on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's... Um, I think it even got you off I, guard. I, I don't, I don't know that we're always taking a break on a Sunday, but yeah, it's uh yeah, we, we find time just about every day to talk about stuff and to be planning. Well, that's true. That. I so, just mean uh, the yeah. buy here, pay here world for the most part takes a break on Sunday. It does. Right. So, so happy, happy day after Sunday. Yeah. Next, yeah. <laughs> the start of the next week. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's dive in. We got a couple of announcements. So, um, we got the Utah conference coming up. We got a, a last yeah. I think this is Happy the first time that we've really talked about that. The yeah. Utah conference is on Thursday. Yeah, and yeah. they've been through some changes with their organization, and they're um, now getting they've got a new director, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's right close. It's an hour from our home, so we're happy to go down on Thursday and spend yeah, some time with Utah folks. Just go and um, yeah, for sure. Introduce ourselves and mm-hmm. see how we can help. We so, got uh, Bill Elizondo joining yes. us on Friday. That'll be yes. fun. That's always a good time. Should yeah, Bill on a drill. Oh, you know what? I've got it up in the closet. Uh-huh. I can make sure that we have that before yeah. we do the thing on Friday. I think that's so a great, think it's a great idea. Hashtag Bill on a drill. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh-huh. of course NIADA coming up on uh, the 19th through the 22nd of June mm-hmm. next month. So yep. uh, time to get your tickets. And, and uh, we there. do have a, a date change um, huh. that we need to just kind of inform you all because we've been talking about when we're doing our next live stream and we were talking about July and um, that has been shifted to August 1st. August 1st. Mm-hmm. So the first day of August. And, and then it, once again, mm-hmm. Brent Carmichael will be Brent Carmichael will us. be coming and it's going to be um, – it's going to be on deal structure mm-hmm. and it's going to, I think we're going to have around four sessions. And so it'll be, it'll be around six hours. Uh, yeah. I mean, we may do hours. some of those at yeah. uh, hour and a half sessions because mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to drill into the numbers on that one. We're going to break mm-hmm. down deal structure and we've got four different categories mm-hmm. we've identified that we want to measure. So we'll be reaching out mm-hmm. to vendors and dealers. And I can tell you, if you're a dealer with a, uh, a larger portfolio, especially if you're, what we're going to be looking for is portfolios that have been self-serviced mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, probably at least a thousand accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're going to look for strings of data that are kind of continuous and so we can measure losses and yeah. uh, and look at results and, and get specific yes. about deal structure. What, what do we know? What can we know from the numbers? Um, yeah. And I know we're, we're going to have more information as, as we get closer, but we're going to um, be kind of putting it out there for some dealers that, uh, that might want to, uh, participate as kind of case studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what it is that, that we're, um, we're, what our objectives are. Sure. So we'll get clearer about what the objectives are and, and, um, let y'all know when we get, when look we get that by email. Yeah. Email look for that by email. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, also just, um, we, we really like having, um, 
people here when we have a guest, um, having not people having a dealer as well when we're having a guest. And so, um, we've got, uh, guests every Friday of this month. So if you're interested in being kind of like a dealer panelist, raise your hand and let us know. And, you know, we'll extend the invitation and have you join us. Like as we have bill coming this Friday, um, the next Friday, I think is Maggie. Maggie. Um, and then the right. Friday after that is, um, Brent. Oh, Brent Carmichael. Brent Carmichael. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, if a dealer want to join any of these conversations, just mm-hmm. like our conversation today, we're happy yeah, to have dealers sit in just as kind of what I call yeah. front row dealers. You're just yep. part of the conversation. And, uh, so yeah, you don't need to present anything or be prepared to speak about anything mm-hmm. in particular, just listen in and, and, uh, and I'm going to throw this up here. That's the, it's a phone number, um, for help or you know, if you want to participate, yeah. let us know yeah, and text. then we can, we can, um, so it's a uh, text us 903-816-0216 or send us a message via, um, YouTube yeah. or whatever. Just okay. So are we done talking show. about the, the yeah. stuff? Yeah. I think That's, we should get to a topic. Let's what's, do it. what's the topic for today? Today is about mm-hmm. setting a tone in mm-hmm. collections. And this is a, this is an interesting topic. We've actually got our Wednesday topic mm-hmm. is related Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're going to kind of save some very specific parts about attitude and approach for that conversation on Wednesday. For today, I want to first differentiate, like when we talk about that first payment, I'm not talking about a first payment default. So in Mm -hmm. our industry, a first payment default would be that customer doesn't follow through on the very first payment, right? So that's, that's, uh, so I'll just quickly go through that. If we, if you do have a first payment default, and I'd love to hear from some dealers in the thread here is like, Typically, based on many years of experience, I've been told this way back when I got in. I found it to generally be true. Mm-hmm. When you've got a customer who defaults on the very first payment, there's a fairly high percentage of those customers that are skipping, like leaving the area. And so it's one that we feel like you need to act quickly. Like in our case, my own dealership, we would have had a practice of the same night. Like if a Friday, the very first payment came due, we would have been at least calling, knocking on the door, you know, going out and verifying the customer just to really set a tone with a first payment default. Like this is so people can forget it's a new practice, but it just really yeah. sets a tone early to say, this is super important. It's your very first payment. And you're yeah. Not on time. So that's yeah. a different thing though. That's not. No. Really and important. that's also, um, uh, just to clarify when, when you had your own dealership, you did, uh, a fair amount of your own repoing. Didn't you? Yeah. Well, our team. Yeah. Yeah. And I did some of them. Sure. Yeah. Um. And so, like, if if someone is is late on their first payment, um, what are you suggesting that that they immediately call their agent? That's a repo agent, and say, "Go get the car." Are you saying go go um go like knock on their door? I'm saying go find the customer. Go I'm find the customer, or go find the car. Keep in mind, because okay. a lot of this for you to take this approach, you have to back up and say, okay, what was said to the customer specifically Mm -hmm. at closing? Okay. Okay. And then what has happened leading up to the first payment? Did they get a welcome call? Did they get a courtesy text message? So it's, there's a bit before that happens before that. So So I'm probably not going to immediately order Mm -hmm. repossession just because the customer had a call, but it's certainly going to be a full court press um, on the the, first payment close of the Mm -hmm. first day. Like on the very first day, if the payment comes due on the very first day and 
And it, so it's a full court press. It's text messages, phone calls. It's all the stuff and probably a visit mm-hmm. to the home and a repo agent can, you know, yes or no, we may or may not act to repossess on the very first evening of the first payment uh, because it's just that serious. Like if you've got somebody who's in a brand new account, like I said, we just know that typically when you've got that situation, I should say mm-hmm. typically, but in a, in a much higher percentage of the cases, that customer is taking steps to Default. leave the country or leave the, leave the area, whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. that's where we just have to act very swiftly. And, and But part of that, like you said, is, you know, um, the, the white hat approach, because, you know, we, we, it's the white hat approach is that you've done all of the things prior to their first payment being due right. to set the stage of, this is the due date. You know, we are in agreement. This is the first due date. Um, this is, if you got any problems, please call us, let us know. It's more important that you make your car payment than, um, than you take care of a repair if something like that happens. So if that, if, if it's a, you're feeling like you have a choice, I mean, it's like all of those things have happened mm-hmm. already where you've communicated with them. These are the things, and we're really serious about this. Um, you know, we're here to help. And then they're late on the first payment, and it's like, boom! Don't make me repo you. I yeah yeah. yeah. So I, let's let's go through this, and we're going to touch on this more specifically mm-hmm. in a future episode in the month of May. Like we're mm-hmm. you, those of you who aren't uh, didn't know, we're doing uh, collections throughout the month of May. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about this more specifically in a future episode. But basically. I, I hear myself saying that, and I think attorneys like Steve Levine thinking, wow, you're going to rush out and repossess the customer on the very first evening of the very first payment? Like, that scares me as an attorney. So what I, Steve, well, don't, don't put words at Steve if you're listening. Steve, I know I scared you. She doesn't know. I know that when you talk about that, when you hear dealers talking about doing this kind of uh, strict enforcement, it's got to make you a little uncomfortable. However, I think one of the things mm-hmm. that certainly as a dealer, if I were a white hat dealer, we would not be repossessing unless we had a clear documented track. So we've, we've done this, we've done this, we've there, verified we're very the clear. Here. This we've is got the text messages, we, you know, the whole thing. And, yeah. It's all mm-hmm. well-documented. Like there is a, a well-documented log of our efforts well, to. Yeah. And, customer. and one of the things that I know that you really, when, when Jim had his own dealership and he's written articles on this Friday means Friday, Friday doesn't mean Saturday morning. So it's, Friday means Friday. And so when your due date is on Friday, your due date is on Friday, unless you've called. Unless and, we've reached an unless alternate we've reached an alternate understanding. Yeah. But if, if there's zero communication from them and it's like six o'clock on Friday mm-hmm. um, and you've expressed to them, the due date is Friday. So it needs to be into us. It will be counted as late if it's not into us by six o'clock on Friday. Right. So that's why, yeah. you know, it's, it's very strict and mm-hmm. keep in mind, we've already covered this in our first couple mm-hmm. episodes on the subject. Just like this, we have to recognize that the customer who's financing with us mm-hmm. as the new dealer, they may have financed with others in the past who had an entirely different approach. So mm-hmm. that means that mm-hmm. we have a job, we have a responsibility really to communicate mm-hmm. as clearly as possible to the customer. This is our expectation. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, and so I, I never, the, the approach that we would recommend, we would never recommend using the threatening any kind of repossession or any kind of serious enforcement action. You just 
do it. So we'll talk about those things later. It's, and, and what you're saying is, is it's not saying we're going to repossess if you don't do this. Mm -hmm. It's just, just repossess. You, you just repossess. I, you make you know. it super clear and then, that this is expected. Mm -hmm. um, we we expect a phone call from you if something happens and you can't. So it's, you just got to set the tone right away. Uh, there's so many things that I have yeah. a question about, but um, it, we we spent a bit of time last night talking about this, and um, you know, Jim's like bring me the hard questions. And I'm like, I could rabbit hole the hell out of this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I welcome it. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, a hundred percent, hundred, 110% get, you know, Friday means Friday setting a tone because I mean, once you've set that tone, you think about it, like with, uh, when, with in any, in any kind of, um, interaction you have with someone where you are, the the leader the i you know i i i think in terms of like that grandma approach or whatever it's like this is what is expected of you and if this is not if this doesn't happen then there will be there will be consequences you will feel um, the and consequences. and i and and you know i want to wrap my arms around you and love you and help you mm -hmm. but if you aren't communicating with us then mm -hmm. there's not an awful lot that we can do about it so I, you know, one of the things we were talking about last night is, um, uh, you know, how hard is hard. And, and it's like, this is, this is, um, I, I, after having the conversation, it's kind of like, okay, it is, it's Friday is Friday. And this is being firm. This is, this is being fair because you've, you've, um, and you know, this whole white hat, the white hat way is you're going to be firm, but you're going to be fair because you've opened the opportunity. You've told them, if you've got a problem, call me. If you've got mm -hmm. a problem, call me. If you've got a problem, call me. Right. It's that, that communication line is open. Um, and you know, I expect you to use it if you got a problem kind of thing. Yeah. And I think for any of that are listening that are, you know, newer to this business, I think one of the things we, that's in the background that we don't talk enough mm -hmm. about, but let's, let's face some realities. We're financing a customer who hasn't shown a lot of financial responsibility in the past. Their credit mm -hmm. report confirms that they may have had past repossessions. They've certainly not done well about getting payments in on time. Mm -hmm. And so for us to go through a retraining process here to have the customer really understand what success looks like and what, mm -hmm. what having a long-term account relationship with us looks like, that's on us to be clear mm -hmm. about that. Because again, I think we, we know that customers come to us from, and this is frankly, just this is part of what makes me nervous about tax refund season or go, go fast, 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 close, close, close the deal. And mm -hmm. if we don't slow down, like you heard Tommy talk a lot about on the sales side of things, Tommy mm -hmm. Brandis, our dealer friend in Pennsylvania, longtime dealer, and he'll be with us at the end of May too. Uh, he's, you know, we talk about, we got to slow things down. Got to make sure that we've done our part. Why would mm -hmm. we expect different results with the customer if we haven't successfully communicated to them how things are going to be different with us versus those three mm -hmm. bad credit accounts on their report, you know, right now, like how can we expect different results? Well, we got to communicate differently. Mm -hmm. We got to be super clear about expectations and then we got to enforce them. We've got to help the customer understand, like you, you use the grandma uh, analogy often about mm -hmm. collections. And I think it's appropriate. I just think you don't see grandma probably uh, if, if it's really working well from a mm -hmm. discipline standpoint, you don't see grandma say, if you do that again, I'm going to swat you instead. It's a swat. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they, 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 they feel the swat before they hear a threat. Yeah. We're not, we're not 
we are not advocating. In any way advocating. No, it's just an example. It's enforcement. <laughs> it's what basically we know that reward and punishment. I, I hope that Bill. I hope when you say great points, you're talking about the enforce, but not the SWAT. The SWAT. I, yeah, I'm sorry. It, it still happens. We all know. Just some um, grandmas. I, well, and and you know, and part of our conversation last night was um, okay. So you know, Friday is Friday is Friday. Friday is Friday, and we've communicated because you know a lot of times if you're getting, uh, most people are going to be biweekly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, not the SWAT. Not Thank the SWAT you. Bill Thank you, Bill. Um, uh, most people are going to be biweekly, and mm -hmm. so you know you've got like two weeks mm -hmm. before their first payment is mm -hmm. due, or it might be a week if you're doing um, payday payments. I, yep. But so you've got at least a week, possibly two weeks before your first payment is due. That gives you a beautiful opportunity and a beautiful window to communicate, communicate, educate, educate. Communicate and educate, communicate and educate. And, you know, it's the welcome call. It's the videos that you're sending um, over the course of, you know, you're sending a series. We, we talked about that last week. You know, it's like, hey, this is if you got a problem, this is the thing. If you've got a mechanical problem, this is the thing. If you, you know, if, so, I think we've covered that. Yeah. OK, so so they know this. And so they give us a call. Let's just say that on their first payment, they're giving us a call on Friday mm -hmm. and they're saying I can't make the payment today. And so the reaction is this is this is something that I think collectors need to first practice. payment though. First yeah, payment. Yeah, very first well, mm -hmm. wait, let's let's this let's make this different. Okay. How do you handle a first payment default? The very first payment is different. Like that's strict. Like that's that's still an attitude of understanding. But, uh, but so let's let's say that they did call you and they said, my first payment, I can't make the payment, okay. but they're calling you. But let's so, clarify the okay. difference between this could be, they could have made seven payments already exactly on time, no problem. And now we're on the eighth payment as an example. Okay. Okay. So I want to break, differentiate. If it's a very first payment, we got to be super strict. And that's really not what we're here to talk about is first payment defaults. We hope that's the exception rather than the rule. But we know the rule is going to be most of your customers will at some point in their contract um call and say hey i'm short on the payment we hope they're calling and we need to recognize mm -hmm. that when that happens when mm -hmm. the customer calls let's recognize that i remember a very successful dealer years ago uh, said in a conference setting and i just it really resonated with me is like when you've got a customer who will reach out to you and talk to you when there's a problem with the payment that is just gold we just need to recognize in our business that mm -hmm. is a customer who's doing what we ask them to do which is communicate now they're calling us and so let's first recognize Thank They've you. done what we asked them to do. Yeah. And let's meet that and, with and the right attitude. I've like, thank you. Thank yeah. you for calling. I really, yeah, yeah. we appreciate. And the part that I think out. we have to yeah. practice in the mirror because we have to be prepared for this conversation mm -hmm. because we don't know if it's going to come on the eighth payment or mm -hmm. the 80th payment. We don't know, but the customer so this, is. So this isn't necessarily first payment. This is just early, correct. early within the, you know. Or whenever the first time it happens, it's like we hope okay. the customer is in a, in a rhythm and they have made many payments successfully on time in full. And they're in the, where we, we've, we set that tone. We expressed that when we started the deal, we said, this is what we expect. And so we're still holding customers accountable to that approach. And so let's stop and think about a minute. What did, what did the customer hear? Like what's it going on in their head when they reach out to us and they're on this eighth payment and they're short. They remember that we said payments got to be in full and on time. They believed us. Mm -hmm. Apparently they're mm -hmm. still doing it. So now they call with this payment and say, Hey, I'm a little short, you know, with this payment. And my approach is going to be, Oh, Oh no, 
you know, I see that, I see that your, your payment record, you've had like seven consecutive, you know, on-time payments. What's going on? We hate to lose that streak of on-time payments. I know it was important to you to get your, your credit rebuilt, you know, here. So, um, so what's going on? What, what, what's causing you to come up short? And so the difference is really, it's, it's, you know, I'm the wrong person because I have such a straight face all the time. Right. I mean, I've such a, you know, to, but I think, and, and we realize very few conversations anymore are happening in person, uh-huh. but I think it's still appropriate for us to do some practice in a mirror where we mm. say, what is the, cause this is kind of goes to what you do in customer service, yeah. right? It's like when, when we practice in the mirror, uh-huh. say, having this conversation with the customer. And so my, my ready answer is, is not, yes, of course. See, let's, let's, Break this down because if we do nothing else for the rest of this episode, this is like this is the most important thing for people mm-hmm. to recognize. When we have a customer who reaches out on the eighth payment and they've made seven payments on time and we're excited about that, and the customer says, Hey, I'm a little short on my payment. Um, I'm hoping I could just pay double next time. What's our what are our choices? Um, you can say no, or you can say yes. And you can say, oh, on, you can yeah. say, oh, no problem. I can see you made seven payments on time. What's going mm-hmm. on? So, and then verbally they tell us, you know, well, I've got a little problem. You know, I had some extra medicine. Okay, no problem. Just pay double next time. So I want us to stop and recognize what just okay. happened there. And, and this kind of goes to the stuff that we talked about last night. And and it was, um, you know, yeah. Okay, go, go. I'm sorry. Go, no, it's fine. Jim. Yeah. So it's like we yeah. guess we have to dig in a little bit. So mm-hmm. this is where I think we have to be prepared as collectors and we need to prepare our collectors. This is our responsibility as dealers and trainers to make sure our collectors are prepared for this conversation. Because it will happen. It'll happen. <laughs> and so when it happens, yeah. the question becomes, what do we, how do we respond to that customer in that situation? Now, for me, I hope if I'm the dealer or I'm sitting in your dealership as a collector that I'm going to have that tone of, Oh shoot, what's going on? You know, we're hoping, obviously you'd like to be able to keep these payments, your payment string intact. So Mm -hmm. what's going on? Like what happened? And um, if they talk about a, uh, you know, a, a, what a med- medical thing with their kid, you know, had yeah. some extra expense with medicine. Yeah, and we, we had, it, yeah, the so, kid was sick, yada, yada, yeah. So the question for me is really, I'm over here from an empathetic standpoint, I'm accepting that, you know, it certainly could be a true story, and I'm, but I'm <laughs> expecting that I'm going to get documentation. That's, that's the thing that I was like, documentation, because it's like, you're going to get a lot of different stories. Oh, but listen. if you say, listen, oh, that's okay. We can do that. Just send us the, a, a copy of your receipt or from the doctor or something like that, because we just mm-hmm. need to have documentation. Mm-hmm. That's going to set a tone so quickly. It's like, don't feed us a lot of crap. We're going to expect documentation. If there is a problem, we'll work with you, but don't, don't, I mean, how many times can your grandma die kind of thing? Yeah. But yeah. again, that's getting negative. That's okay. coming at it from All a right. tone of, True. I think you're lying to me. And but, so but, it's but, really, but it's about holding the customer accountable. Look, okay. I believe your yeah. story is true. So well, what I'm I need not going to say that to a customer. No, I know. But that's it's, just the yeah. attitude that we're bringing to the thing, okay. which we'll talk more about on Wednesday. But basically mm-hmm. what I'm saying is when I approach the customer and this again, this is the very first time they've been passed through and they've got a situation and they're calling me, which I recognize is what I asked them to do. So True. I'm certainly going to meet them part way. So but the part of what I'm going to do to try to meet them part ways, I'm not immediately going to cave to an extension to extra time. 
I'm going to work with the customer. I'm going to dig in a little bit. I'm going to be comfortable in my chair and I'm going to know I got some, some possible solutions over here. But my first objective is to say, how can I help you figure out how to get this payment made in full today? Okay. So here's, here's something that I think is really worth saying though, too, is that our, you know, our collectors, they have like a list of a zillion and one things to do today. I've got, you know, all this stuff to do. And so are we giving them the bandwidth to be able to have the time to have that conversation too, well, you, I think. Let's go through the rest of it. And then you tell me as a dealer, if it's worth the time, because yes, that is a question for me. Sometimes we talk a lot about mm -hmm. how many uh, accounts per collector. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying if collectors don't have the time to do what I'm suggesting we do right here, we got mm -hmm. a problem. We, we need to really look at our staffing situation if, and, and maybe pay plans. It's like, if, if I can't, afford to give my collector the ability to invest the time right here. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about why. If I go through this exercise with this customer and I say, can we figure out a way? I mean, you know, it's two o'clock and we're open till six. Can you figure out a way maybe to, I mean, if you got somebody who can help you out or maybe you got, you know, something you, you, you can get a loan or whatever. So, so you can keep the string intact. And because mm -hmm. I, if I dig in a little bit, I went to all this trouble at the time of closing which might've been eight weeks or eight biweekly payments ago. And we went to all this trouble to set this tone and try to get on track and have the discipline to prioritize the car payment. And now we have a chance to just undo that whole thing by just saying, you know what, don't worry about it. You're, you're good. You know, we just, so this is where I think something happens mm -hmm. that we make the thing more difficult than it has mm -hmm. to be. And so this is something that we dig in right now. And the very first time a customer's payment comes past due and this is where, you know, you get to be a big collection agency. It's harder to do this. We're, we have a relationship with this customer. We have a vested interest in their success. We, we really want to see them do well. And, and we know they're going to refer friends and family. And we'll talk mm -hmm. today about the whole 10-year thing. But it's like, mm -hmm. I really, if I dig in right here, I think it's important for us to recognize with our collectors. When we dig in right here and we say, let's, and it's coming from a place of, I want to help you. Let's figure this out. How can we, is there a way we can get this payment? Because there's a good chance if I can help this customer, even if they have to go, you know, get a friend to help them or, you know, mom helps them out with a little money and they get the payment in time, in on time by six o'clock, there's a chance that they will now make the next 80 payments on, on time, time without any mm -hmm. problem at all. Because what we dug in and we said, it's still important. This is what she means with Friday. Fr Friday means Friday. Mm -hmm. This is still our understanding. It doesn't mean we won't replace the understanding with a new one, but unless we, we have did. some justification, yeah. this is mm -hmm. still our understanding that we're going to make this payment, you know, in full on Friday. And so when I get that call or when I'm making that call, sometimes it's me making an outbound call and I'm reaching the customer and Hey, you know, mm -hmm. so there's a little different attitude, by the way, if we're making this call on Saturday, the payment was due on Friday and the customer didn't call. And now yeah. we're talking to them on Saturday. That's a, that's a little different. And you're, thing, you're, so. you're talking to them. You're the one that had to reach out to them yeah, the, the day, right. then, then that's they reaching out to you. Yeah. But let's stay with the thing about Friday. Mm -hmm. If I can get this customer to find ways to solve their own problem, I'm going to help them through it. So, so it's about, yeah, it's about you still being helpful, but mm -hmm. holding the line to the due date is today. So how can we help you? Can I help give you some ideas? Can I help, you know, here's, do you have the, 
this? Could you do this? Um, uh, like if you have a reward program and they're a hundred dollars short and it's like, if you bring someone in, do you know anybody that wants to buy a car? Cause if you bring someone in, that's a check to you for a hundred dollars mm -hmm. sure. and that that'll take care of your payment. Um, Good. or, Perfect. or even, you know, I, and this could be, this is something we could talk about later on in the, in the, um, in the month, but I'm a real strong believer in, in having little incentives that your collectors know they can leverage. And so like doing something, you make your payment on time for eight payments in a row, you get entered into a drawing for $200 gas or gas card yeah. or a $200 grocery card or something like that. And so, you know, they call and they're on there. It's, after eight, they get added to this drawing and they're on seven. And this is like their eighth payment. It's like, Susie, you're so close. Mm -hmm. What can we do? How, how can I help you? You don't want to miss this opportunity. And, and yeah. Right. So that yeah. what she's really talking about is part of what separates the, the white hat approach is that I find that in collections and, and especially in our subprime space where, mm -hmm. you know, customers step into an import credit situation. I find that we know that basic psychology talks a lot about reward and punishment in mm -hmm. training or creating mm -hmm. new behaviors, right? Well, I find that too often in our buy here, pay here industry, we, we lean too heavily on the enforcement side, the, the mm -hmm. punitive part, mm -hmm. and we don't do enough on the, the reward side. So that's what you're touching on is provide rewards and, and give them reasons and, and encourage them for, for being successful. And we just don't do enough of that in my experience. Uh -huh. I just don't see it. And, and for those of you doing it, please speak up and let me know how oh, you do absolutely. it. But, but we just think it's, it's something we don't see enough in the industry. And I think it's just, it's basic human behavior. And when we just chase them around with a stick all the time, yeah. it's not surprising that we end up with kind of an well, adversarial relationship. And besides that, a, a, a collector, I mean, their job is hard enough as yeah. it is, um, you know, when they're having to deal with people that are late, but having, giving them opportunities to have wins and successes with the customer, not yeah. just like, yeah, I was able to get a payment out of them. It's like, oh my gosh, now they get to do the thing. And, and, and maybe even like this goes a little bit deeper into having a program like that is that the collector that is associated with the account that the uh, person that won the $200 gift card gets to be one of the people that presents the gift card. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my gosh. And, and just so glad that, that yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's more of a celebratory yeah. and exciting thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, and so it I think when we, excited about it. when we step in the mm -hmm. relationship with the customer, we want to help them visualize kind of what success mm -hmm. looks like. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen dealers do, you know, like charts on the wall or maps that show here's, here's a, successful journey and here's an unsuccessful journey. I've seen that visually, graphically, uh, but really we just want to try to help the customer understand here's, and we're going to, we're going to celebrate with you when this all goes well. There's so many things you can do to yeah. help them celebrate. Yeah. But <laughs> I think really, really to is. finish the whole idea uh -huh. about how do I, so I dig in with this customer who's asking for time. Listen, I got to, I had to buy some medication. I'm going to just tell them, look, yeah, unfortunately, I'm probably not going to be able to get you an extension. If you can send me some documentation though, let me see what I can do. So I haven't promised anything. I'm kind of saying it's out of my hands, but I'm saying if you'll send me your documentation, like you had to buy some medicine, if you'll just send me the receipt uh, for that medication, let me take it to a supervisor and see what I can do. I'm on your side. I'm trying to get this worked out, trying to figure this out. So let me just, just give me something, give me something I can use to go have a conversation. And now 
probably what's going to happen. Dealers that have been in this business very long know that if I if I went through that problem process and I really pushed the customer, say, no, I can't grant you an extension. No, I just, I'm not going to go put in keystrokes and say, you can pay in two weeks. No, nope, I'm not prepared. So this is the part we have to practice in the mirror. The answer is, my first answer is no. No, I'm not given an extension. I got to find a way to, you know, can we find a way first to get this payment in on time? And then I'm going to continue to work with the customer. And if I ask for that receipt, like they're just like, you, you really need some printed documentation, then probably sometimes you're going to have the customer say, and, and I'd love to hear uh, Tommy Brandis speak to this. I bet when I dig that in that the customer says, you know what, I'm just going to make the payment. I'm just, I'm going to go work out something with my landlord or, you know, I'm going to get a payment arrangement with the utility company or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what, I'm just going to make the payment. And I bet when that customer makes that payment and they now, so now what happens? There are eight payments in. They now realize when they call and talk to me as the collector and hope the entire collection department that they're not just going to accept a story that some story is not going to buy me more time. That's the part we have to recognize it. If, if we allow that to happen, then that's going to be the pattern throughout our collection mm -hmm. department. And we're going to have lots of delinquency and we're going to have lots of customers defaulting because we, we gave that inch and we didn't hold them accountable. And I'm going to, by the way, the documentation, like send me a text message, send it into the system, you know, text it to me or whatever I need it. Just, it can be on your phone, but I'm going to absolutely have documentation before I grant that very first extension. And that doesn't matter if it's eight payments in or 80 payments in, like I'm going to have documentation. What's our approach? We get documentation every time. You don't get an extension just for which, which was one of the things we talked about last night, which this there's, there's an underlying there's an underlying um, uh, foundational piece to all of the payment exceptions to all of the, you know, the help, the whatever, mm -hmm. is that there is documentation every time a conversation is had, every time you've asked for something in particular. Sure. And if you're changing anything on your contract, it is written documentation and well and, let's be careful yeah. when you say change the contract right, i'm well, not there's nothing i'm talking okay. about this about changing the contract i'm saying allowing a okay. different payment because look all dealers out there if you if you only finance the customers who can make every single payment on time all the way to the end of the contract mm -hmm. you'd have virtually no customers so the reality is for and it doesn't matter if it's a cfpb listening or the okay. attorney general of new york it's like the reality is the customer is going to require some relief from time to time. And it's totally justifiable. You know, you got some unex unexpected medical thing. You, you had to pay for half of a engine repair. You know, it's like there are unexpected things that are going to happen. So I'm not going to modify the terms of the contract. I'm not going to go in the software and rework the payment schedule, yeah. but I am going to give the customer some payment relief. I'm going to give them some time. And that's, that, that's where I'm talking about. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily changing the contract, right. but layering or, or something that, that becomes uh, like a it's shift from that Friday is Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's reaching an understanding and justifying documenting the, mm -hmm. the reason for granting the customer some more time. Okay. So that's really what I'm talking about. And so I think I, I would be pushing and we recommend to all our clients documentation, documentation by policy. We got to have documentation. And when the customer produces that documentation, it makes it easy for us to say, yeah, I see that you had to pay a hundred dollars for your water pump. So mm -hmm. let me get you some time on the payment and we'll, we'll work it out for you to catch that up over the next three payments or whatever. We put a, a written understanding, the customer signs it by DocuSign or whatever kind of doc, you know, 
it's so easy for us to sign. Mm -hmm. Stick and sign on a smartphone now. So just yeah. you'll get a signature. Let's let's press for a written understanding. And anything short of that is just it's not an understanding. Like we don't we don't have an understanding. So one of the things I want to we'll say for the next episode, I want to talk about the scenario where a customer calls in and leaves a voice message after hours and says, "Hey, I'm a little short. I'm going to need to pay double next time." Because that happens. No, it happens. And so the question mm -hmm. is, is that in your dealership, does that represent an understanding? Customer calls and leaves a voice message and verbally just says, hey, I'm a little short, so I got to pay double next time. Who's who's running the show? Like who who gets to, how do we, is that an understanding? Are we going to allow that to, to you know, mm -hmm. govern the way we operate with other customers? So, you know, I'm big on handling every customer the same nobody gets any favoritism we don't expect anything of you that we don't require of everyone else mm -hmm. that's kind of part of the white hat thing and so that that way we know that it's it's not favoritism and it's just something that we expect of everybody we're going to hold you the same mm -hmm. standard and now we've got our ability to to manage the collection department you know more consistently so again on wednesday we'll dig in more to this idea of our attitude and approach mm -hmm. you've heard some of that today we'll talk more specifically about how the attitude that we bring to all these things is going to help us to get more customers to the finish line. More customers are, you know, getting their title or trading mm -hmm. into another car a couple of years down the line or whatever that looks like for you, whatever success looks like for you. We want to help get more customers to that place. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we'll, we'll talk um, Wednesday about just kind of attitude in general and how that mm -hmm. can affect the approach to the business. So we'll jump out and ask some of those questions on, um, on social media, some more polls, look for polls yeah. to kind of lead into that conversation uh, on Wednesday. But when, until then, we appreciate you uh, tuning in uh, and uh, have yourself a great week. Alfred. Have a great week. We will see you on Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much.